Hello, Story Side. You glad to be in God's presence today? Got a lot of people joining us. Today, I want to give a shout out to just a few. Sandy McFarland, glad that you're with us today. Sandy, just looking here at our online family, uh, the, the Ruiz family, uh, Coopers, uh, Bars, Gwinnett's, Gilbert's, Cornbaws. Uh, so many of you that are part of our 10.45 a.m. service here. I see a VIP, Shy. Glad that you are with us, uh, Shy, today. Uh, Kara, uh, Sean, glad that you guys are with us. Um, scrolling down through, there's a lot of people jumping on here. Heidi, glad that you are here with us. Heidi Henderson, thank God for technology, especially in times like this. Uh, they, they told me, you know, all the way back, this is my 31st year of ministry, they told me all the way back, really, to, to Bible college, that one of the lowest attended weekends out of the entire year is the weekend after Easter. But I didn't think it would be this low. <laughs> That's not funny. Uh, but for all of our locations, Ontario, East Knox, Belleville, I'm glad that you're joining us online today. And I know uh, that a time like this coming out of Easter multiple people was messaging me last night, Pastor Micah, we were so excited, we had guests coming, people was coming for the first time, and any words from frustration uh, to disappointment, someone even said it's embarrassing, we're here, we're on site, we're online, and I just want to let you know that anything that you are feeling, I am probably sensing times 100. Uh, so just so you know that, uh, this week, uh, when people began to share with me, Pastor Micah, we had several people get sick, test positive on the parking lot team, and we forge forward. And then they tell me on Tuesday and Wednesday, someone the worship team, and we forge forward. And then they tell me the pastor's team. And then yesterday, multiple texts, someone the children's ministry team. And so I made the decision. Uh, I don't claim in 31 years that I've made all the right decisions. I know, uh, even looking back, there's some decisions that I can make that I'm sure I would disagree with my own self in hindsight. Uh, but I did make the decision. It's been a unique 13 months. And my goal has never been from the start. My goal has never been to view this as a sprint that I'm trying to get through a weekend. I'm trying to view it as a marathon. And until the Lord returns, I want StorySide to stay healthy and strong. Uh, even those that are sick, I'm praying for your recovery. I'm praying that even today, this week, we're going to hear good reports. And in the meantime, in the meantime, someone asked me yesterday, do I think that StorySide will be resilient enough to make it through this? I've never had a doubt in my mind if StorySide would be resilient enough to make it through this. And so blessings on all of our locations. Thank God for technology in times like this. I still believe this is the day the Lord has made, April 11th, 2021. Uh, speaking to you, you're looking at a phone, a tablet, a TV. Uh, I'm standing here. Uh, I still believe this is the day the Lord has made. I still believe God's Word is powerful. I still believe His Holy Spirit's going to go to work. I believe someone's going to get saved today. I believe that someone is going to see their life turned around. And so... I want to pray right now in the next 20 or 30 minutes, we would be able to block out all distractions uh, and that today God is going to do something amazing. God, I thank you for this day today. This is the day 
the Lord has made. Speak to us today. Speak to us today. Let your word that's quick and powerful, let your Holy Spirit that can do so much more than just what the natural uh, could accomplish, let your Holy Spirit go to work today. I promise I will give you all the glory. It's your kingdom, your power, your glory. Do something amazing today. In Jesus' name, amen. We have been talking about everyone. Can we say that word together? Everyone. Can we say it again? Everyone. Today, I want to talk to you about just going a little bit more specific than just everyone. I want to talk to you about someone. Someone. I want us to go from everyone. So I want to share this message with everyone. I believe for everyone. But right now, I want to specifically, I worked on this message until past midnight again this morning, even during our worship time, I'm adding a few more thoughts. I believe strongly about what I'm going to share today. And I am asking as we block out distractions that we would believe that God wants to speak specifically to someone, someone, to someone today. As we talk about someone, I am going to reference in my message, I'm going to reference the devil, the devil. Speaking of the devil, I heard the joke about the husband who was checking his online banking and he noticed that his wife had purchased a dress, an outfit, some clothes for $400. He walks down the hallway and into the room and asks his wife, why? Why would you buy such an expensive dress over $400? How could you do this? And the wife looks at her husband and she said, while I was walking down the sidewalk, I see the dress in the front window. Before I know it, I'm inside the store. I'm trying the dress on. And she said, it's like the devil, the devil was in my ear. You know, a lot of times in life, you hear people talk about the devil. She, she tells her husband, the devil's in my ear and he's telling me, you look fabulous in that dress. You should buy it. The husband is so frustrated, so aggravated, tells his wife, you know what I would have done in that moment? I would have resisted Satan. I would have told the devil, get behind me. She said, that's what I did. And he told me the dress looked good back there too. <laughs> that's not funny. It's not funny. But as we talk today about the devil, I want you to understand the devil's not a joke. The devil's not a joke. You may hear jokes about the devil, but the devil is so much more than a punchline, than a joke. And that's what I want to talk today in our sermon. I want to talk to you specifically about someone and how I believe that Satan would want to devour someone. And maybe that someone is in your house right now. Maybe that someone is your son or daughter. Maybe that someone is your spouse. Maybe that someone is you. Maybe the someone that Satan is after lives on your street, in your subdivision. Maybe they're in your school. Maybe you work with them every day. 
In this time together, as I share God's Word, I hope that we take very seriously this message, this moment, as I talk to you about Satan wanting to devour someone. The other day, I was driving in my vehicle and my car was beeping and making noises, the buzzing, the, the things that happen when it's letting you know everyone's seatbelt is not on or doors aren't closed. So it's beeping and in that moment, I have, I have four kids and in that moment, one of my children, I don't want to say names and, and embarrass Eliana Grace Pelkey, but Eliana says to me, Dad, I wish we could turn, I wish we could turn all of the sounds off. You know, that buzzing, that beeping, those gauges, I, I wish we could turn all the sounds off. You know, sometimes in life, if we aren't careful as Christians, we want to turn all of the spiritual sounds off. Where God's Word, where the Holy Spirit, where conviction could be saying, hey, warning, hey, just, just be aware, be alert, where God could be trying to speak to us. You know, you know Scripture would talk about seared conscience, or Scripture would say things like, be careful that you don't have ears dull of hearing. In other words, the spiritual buzzing, the beeping, the warning, the word. And you and I, if we're not careful, we, we could almost begin to think, I think my life would be better without the gauges, without the warnings, without the sounds. I would submit to, to you today the complete opposite, that in 2021 we need the conviction of God. That in 2021, we need the Holy Spirit, the Holy Word of God. In 2021, we need to be led. We need to be directed. We need to be guided more than ever. When I read these verses to you today, our text, the context of where we will be talking from, Peter is writing a letter most believe that it was predominantly his writing. Se several would, would tell us scholars that there was input from others, but the letter is addressed to various churches in Asia Minor that are suffering persecution. And I want to read to you two verses out of 1 Peter 5. This letter written to these various churches, he tells them, be alert. Talk about those gauges, those warnings, those those sounds, those signs, he said, be alert, be aware, and of sober mind, because your enemy, notice that, your enemy, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone, someone, someone to devour the Bible says in verse 9, resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kinds of sufferings. When you read these two verses with me today, 
and you hear the heart of Peter saying, be alert, be aware. Then he tells them, your enemy, your enemy, your adversary, as the King James Version would say, is the devil. You know, over the years, I've met a lot of people, they start thinking their ex is their greatest enemy. Or that person they work with, or Pastor Micah, if you knew my neighbor, if you knew that person, if you knew that individual, we can often get caught up thinking that our greatest opposition is flesh and blood. It's no wonder that the Bible would remind us in Ephesians 6.12, we do not wrestle flesh and blood. But there's spiritual wickedness in these higher heavenly places. John chapter 8 verse 44, talking about the devil, would say the devil is a liar and the father of all lies. John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy and I have come that they may have life, Jesus speaking, and have it to the full. He says the thief has come to steal, to kill, to destroy. As we look today at this message and about Satan devouring, as we look at God's Word, I want you to be reminded today that Satan is a liar. Satan is a liar. As, as you sit there today and you hear me talk and you hear me read these verses of Scripture, I pray that you understand how serious this subject is when I tell you he's a liar. He's a liar. You say, Pastor Mike, even in the room as we focus and block out distractions today, Satan will hide the price tag. He'll hide the price tag. He's not going to tell you what you're getting yourself into. You say, Pastor Micah, it's just a little bit of offense. It's just a little bit of unforgiveness. Pa Pastor Micah, it's not a big deal. I'm just trying it out. I'm just messing around. Just a little bit of leaven. Just a little fox. Satan is going to hide the full price. It's like those commercials where it will talk really slow at the start. You know those commercials where it talks really slow at the start? And it gets to the last five seconds. And then it's like talking like... Some details apply. Saying it so fast you can't even tell what they're saying. I think that's how sin is. I think sin is really slow at the start. It's going to tell you it's fun for a season. It's going to tell you it's no big deal. It's going to tell you everyone's doing it. But Satan, who is a liar, is going to hide the price tag. It's going to hide the outcome. It's going to hide the consequence. It's going to hide the fallout. I would remind someone today that Satan is a master distractor. He's a master distractor. Satan is a thief. 
He wants to steal your joy, your peace, your family, your kids, your ministry, your purpose. He wants to destroy your destiny. He wants you to be a statistic. You know those statistics. One out of five church plants survive. X amount of marriages make it. So many kids, students, they try, they go, they sow, they, you know those statistics. Satan wants you to be a statistic. Ultimately, Satan wants you to underestimate him. He wants you to think, I've got it, Micah. I'm good. There's no way. When Peter tells them, be alert, be aware, be on your guard. Why? Because Satan knows how to underestimate. He knows how to cause you and I to think it's not that big of a deal. People will underestimate sin. They'll underestimate choices and relationships. They'll underestimate the impact of the outcome. They'll underestimate the attack. It's what I would call Satan's seeds. He plants these seeds in our lives. And he never tells us what the harvest is going to look like. When you look at 1 Peter chapter 5, and this admonishment, this encouragement to be alert, to be aware, Peter decides in this letter to these various churches that of all the things he could utilize to say, this is the comparison. This is the comparable. Peter said, I want you to know it's like a lion. What I am telling you to be alert about, aware of, it's like a lion. When you hear those words like a lion, in our final few minutes, I just want to share with you some things that I believe are lion-like lies. These are lion-like attacks. These are lion-like attempts that I believe the enemy would use to take you out. Lions have an intimidating skill set. They begin to hunt around the age of 11 months. And so hunting is in their DNA. Hunting from a, a very young age, these lions are very stealth. They're very detailed. They're very ordered. Here are some things that I hope will help you understand possibly what, what Peter was referencing when he said, be aware, be alert of these lion-like lies. These lion-like attacks. The first thing I want you to notice is size. Can we say that word together? Size. Can we say it again? Size. 
the size of a lion. Peter tells them, like a lion, like a lion, like, like a lion, the size of a lion. When born, a cub will weigh around three or four pounds. They begin growing, and that average male lion will grow to around 400 or 420 pounds. The heaviest lion on record weighed over 800 pounds. These lionesses could weigh 280 pounds. Not not only do you have the size of this lion, 400 to 420 pounds, or potentially when when we read about this large lion, 800 plus pounds, Not only do you have the literal size of the lion, but if you study the lion, you will find that with their flowing mane, with their large mane, that a lion will actually look much larger than they even are. That they're already large, but then this mane makes them seem like it is so much bigger this magnification of this mane, this size, like a lion. It can be so intimidating. Maybe you're a college student and you're thinking, Pastor Micah, I'm so intimidated by what's going on in my life right now. Maybe you're a single parent saying, I just feel the fear at times of what's going on in 2021. Maybe you're a senior. Maybe even in this moment you're saying, Micah, spiritually, this like a lion, I feel it, I sense it. Not only do we deal with the size of the lion, but I want you to understand there's an exaggeration that can go on. There is this magnification of the main that can make you and I feel like it's so much bigger than it even is. Like a lion, we have the size, then we have the sound, the sound. When you look at a lion's sound, this resounding, reverberating roar that they are known for, They say that lions have an unusual set of vocal cords which allow them to produce dual noises at the same time. These vocal cords contain two membranes which can vibrate horizontally, magnifying the sound. They say that's why a lion can scare an entire region. You don't even have to see the lion to hear the sound of the lion. This resounding, reverberating roar can be heard from five miles away. That when a lion roars, the whole region hears it. We have the size, we have the sound. We have the speed of a lion. Peter tells them that this is churches going through tough times. And Peter tells them, be alert, be aware. Don't turn off the gauges. Don't turn off the sounds. I know the buzzing, beeping. You need it. Be alert, be aware. Because like a lion, like a lion, 
He's searching for someone. The speed of a lion, they can move, they can run up to 50 miles per hour. They say that a lion could be perched, could be elevated, and could pounce from 50 feet. Some things I read said as high as 60 feet. But a fair number in most of the writings was 50 feet that they could pounce. Others would say that a lion could be on ground level and could leap up to 15 plus feet. You have the speed of this lion. Not only do you have the speed, but you have what I would call the subtlety. The subtlety. That Satan is subtle. In other words, you don't even really see it happening. You don't even realize it. One writer would tell us, but I fear as Satan, as this serpent, as Satan, as he tricked Eve, that even so through his subtlety, here's the word subtlety, that Satan is subtle. And when you look at Peter telling us like a lion, here's a few things that I would see about the subtlety of Satan. A lion can prowl or hunt up to 25 miles a night. That Satan is just on the prowl. Peter told us here in this letter, in this writing to the church, he said he's seeking. Seeking whom or someone that he may devour. Not only do they have this prowling, this seeking, this searching, but when you look at the subtlety of this hunt, lions predominantly hunt at night. They say that a lion will stay hidden, notice that word, hidden as long as possible. They will lurk, lurk. I think the enemy is willing to wait some people out. Lurking, searching, scouring, subtle. In this hunting at nighttime, they say the reason is that their eyes are six times more sensitive to light than a human, and so they can see they can seek much better at night. Isn't it just like the devil to attempt to do his damage in the dark? That when you would say, Pastor Mike, I feel like I'm in a dark place. What's going on in my family? What's going on in my job? What's going on in relationships? Pastor Micah, what's going on in our nation? I, I just feel like I'm in a dark place or a dark space today. Could I just turn the gauges on for you right now? Could, could, I, could I just be a voice, a beep, 
a buzzing sound. I know it's not a seatbelt for you today. It's your soul. But, but would you just give me permission to pastor you right now and let you know that Satan is subtle and he does great damage in the dark and he would love nothing more than to come into your life right now and to devour, to destroy. He's subtle. Not only do we see the details of his subtlety, but I want you to notice as we close the message, I want you to notice his stalking is stalking. They say that lions will stalk, then surround, and then attempt to kill their prey. I'm quoting, lions will often look for an isolated target. They will only attack herds or packs of animals if absolutely necessary. Lions will travel in what they call prides. You and I would probably look at it as a group or a herd. They would call it a pride. Many times it's about 40-ish. There's females. There's young. Part of this pride is that they use it to attack, to ambush. They create a semicircle. The lionesses will herd the prey toward the attack. I shared with you earlier that Satan is a master distractor. That you could get your eyes on the semicircle. You, you could be looking at the cub. You could be seeing the lioness. You could be looking here, looking there, and the whole time, the stalking, conniving, lying stealing enemy is trying to herd you towards the devour. Peter tells them, like a lion, like a lion, what is the, what is the possibility, what are the chances that Satan is stalking you right now? That you say, Pastor Micah, it's just a little bit of leaven, it's just a little bit of unforgiveness, it's just a little bit of offense, it's a little bit of frustration, it's a little bit of disappointment, a little bit of discouragement, it's just the seatbelt. Can we just turn the buzzing off? And the whole time the enemy is saying, I've got her, I've got him, I'm hurting, I'm pushing, I'm channeling. By definition, the word devour means to prey upon, to use up, to use up, to use up, or to destroy. As we get ready to pray, I think when we look at Peter's writings like a lion and we look at, of all the examples he could give, a lion, we look at some of the details of a lion. I think some things we can pray about today some things we could understand when he says, be alert, be aware. I think we could see that the devil will try to devour the detached. The devil will try to devour the detached. That when we hear, they're not going to really attack the herd or the pack. 
They want to get someone alone. Someone that's like, you know, I've just had it with all of that. I don't need anyone or anything, Mike. I'm good. The lion-like attack loves when someone's disconnected. Loves when someone is divided. He doesn't want you part of the pack. He wants you away from the herd. He will use anything and anyone to get you apart or alone. He wants you detached from the Word of God. Why read your Bible? He wants you detached from prayer. He wants you detached from God's presence. He wants you detached from right relationships because he knows this liar, this thief, the devil knows if he can get you detached. We also see that the devil will try to devour you in the dark. That he will pray on the dark places, the dark times. We started this service today by reading that 23rd Psalm. Even though, even though, even though, even though I walk through the dark place, even though I walk through the valley, even though I walk through the tough time, I don't know what you're going through today, but can I tell you in the midst of the devil saying, I've got him or her right where I want them. It's a dark place and I do great damage in the dark. I want you to be reminded of that 23rd Psalm that don't let the enemy lie to you in this moment. God is still, come on story side, he's still with you. Satan wants you to be scared. Everyone say scared. He wants you to be scared. Experts tell us that babies have two natural fears, the fear of falling, the fear of loud noises. But as you become an adult, you develop hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fears. They did a study of 500 adults and documented over 7,000 fears. They tell the true story about Black Bart. The true story is that Black Bart was a professional thief whose very name struck fear as he terrorized the Wells Fargo stage line. From San Francisco to New York, his name became synonymous with danger. Between 1875 and 1883, he robbed 29 different stagecoach crews. Amazingly, out of all of those robberies, Bart did it all without firing one single shot. They say it was because Black Bart hit his face. No victim ever saw his face. He never took a hostage. He was never trailed by a sheriff. Black Bart used fear, fear, fear to paralyze his victims. They said his sinister presence was enough to overwhelm the toughest stagecoach guards. Satan wants to scare you. Whether it's that flowing mane, whether it's looking larger, whether it's the exaggeration, whether it's the magnification, 
Satan wants you to think right now. It's worse. It's so bad. You're never going to make it. He wants you to live scared. It's not just the main or the speed. I, I think it's the roar. I think it's also the roar. Five miles, this reverberating roar. Satan loves the roar. Maybe he's roaring to you right now. You're a failure. Insecurities, insufficiencies. He'll roar about your kids. They'll never come back to God. They'll never live for Jesus. He'll roar about your marriage. He'll roar about your home. Roar. He'll roar about a region. Your schools, colleges, universities. Everyone's leaving the faith. He'll roar churches are closing. He'll roar that ministry is done. He'll begin to roar about things in your life and my life. And an entire region, if you scroll social media, if you turn on the news, it may not say, up next, Satan's roar. But in a way, it's story after story after story of the enemy roaring as if he somehow has the upper hand. And Peter writes to them in this letter and he tells them, like a lion, like a lion. I don't know if it's the size. I don't know if it's the sound. I don't know if it's the subtlety. I don't know if it's how stealth the lion is. I don't know exactly what Peter is trying to tell them. But I know in the very next verse, he he says that even though this lion-like attack is trying to devour, he tells the churches, he tells them you need to resist. Resist. As we get ready to pray today, can you just say that word with me? Resist. 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 Come on, single parent. Resist the urge. Come on, marriage that's ready to throw in the towel. Resist the urge today. Come on, person that's right on the edge of getting offended. You know how dangerous offense is? Resist the urge to let this stew another day, to stir another day. Person that's let two fears go to hundreds or even thousands. Resist the urge to live in fear. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. Resist the urge to get lackadaisical. Resist the urge to quit. Resist the urge to think that greater is he on the outside. Greater is the devil. Greater is the enemy. Peter tells them. He puts pen to parchment. He puts ink in the letter to tell the church, resist, resist. Resist, resist. Tell the devil, I'm tired of you stealing. I'm tired of you lying. I'm tired of you devouring. Resist. I don't know who the someone is today that needed to hear this sermon, but maybe right now in God's holy presence, you need to decide to determine, I'm going to resist. I'm going to resist what the devil is doing and attempting to do in my life.
Peter said, resist and stand firm. Resist and stand firm in the faith. Resist and stand firm in the faith. Resist and stand firm in the faith. I love the verse of Scripture in 1 John 4, 4. That says, greater, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in you, college student. Greater is he that's in you, middle schooler. That's feeling like I, I don't even know if I was prepared for everything going on in my life right now, Pastor Mike, I'm 13. Greater is he that's in you. That single parent that's juggling work and kids and schooling and greater is he that's in you. That marriage, greater is he that's in you, business leader, that's thinking the last 13 months, Pastor Micah, I just don't know how greater is he that is in you. Christ follower. He's writing to the church here. Christ follower. That is feeling the attempts and attacks of the enemy. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I know what they could say on the news, but what is God saying on the inside of you? I know what you can hear, the roar, but I want you to hear the Holy Spirit saying, you're going to make it. I am with you even though, even though, even I'm with you, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Maybe someone today for the first time wants to invite Jesus into your heart. You want to have that confidence that what's on the inside of you is greater than anything on the outside. If you invite Jesus into your life right now, if you repent, which means you turn your life over to him, you turn away from what you're doing and you say, I want to follow Jesus. If you invite Jesus into your life, you can have that greater on the inside. Maybe for someone else like these churches, the Holy Spirit is trying to give you the warning, the awareness. The devil's trying to devour you. The devil's trying to devour you. Maybe this letter, not just applicable to these churches in Asia Minor, maybe it's applicable to StorySide, all locations today. Be aware, be alert. He's trying to devour, resist. Come on, StorySide, resist. Stand firm. I want to pray for you right now that in this holy moment you're reminded that in spite of the size and in spite of the subtlety and in spite of the sound, the roar, in spite of all of that, it may look like you're surrounded. But you're surrounded by Him. Surrounded by Him today. He's with you. And so I pray right now in the name of of Jesus Christ, whether it's someone for the very first time saying, come into my life, come into my heart, Jesus. I need you. I can't make it on my own. 
Whether it's that person praying that prayer for the very first time. Or if it's someone who's saying, I'm a Christ follower. Like these churches, this letter was written to, I'm a Christ follower, but I feel under attack. I feel like the enemy is trying to slip in. I pray for that person today, from the youngest to the oldest, whether it's that child, whether it's a senior, from the youngest to the oldest, that you would remind them, God, even though, even though, even though, remind someone you are with them today. Remind someone that in spite of what it may look like or sound like, that you are surrounding them today. And I pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Story side. Are you thankful for Jesus today? Will you sing this out right now? Will you sing it out to Him? It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you, God. Come on, even in your home today. Even in your home, sing it out to Him. Sing it out to Him today. I'm surrounded by you, God. I'm surrounded by you, God. God, I pray that you would surround story side. Surround story side today. Surround story side today, God. Surround every family, every single person, every senior, every student, God. Surround them today. Surround them today, God. Surround them today with your peace, with your presence. Surround them today, Jesus. Surround them today, Jesus. In Jesus, in Jesus' name. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Oh, this is how, this is how. And this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I, it may look like I'm surrounded. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by your glory. Yeah, it may look like I'm surrounded. Oh, 